Hello and welcome to another episode of Open Studio. I'm your host, Martina Flora, and in this solo episode, I touch on community and how the people you surround yourself with can have an impact on your growth. The communities I've been part of had a big influence on my career path and my decision making along the way. Based on my own personal experience, witnessing the impact it has had on the progress of my students, and after hearing the stories of thousands of artists I have interviewed on this podcast, I can confirm the people you surround yourself with are a powerful asset on your path as an artist. The right community will inspire you, propel you forward, and help you get faster to where you want to go. But How do you find it? In this episode, you will learn why your community is important and illustrate that with real life stories. I will give you a few steps you can follow to find a suitable one for you, one that supports you throughout your journey and that will cheer you on all along. Enjoy this episode about community. Hello again. I'm happy to be talking about community today and how the people you surround yourself with can have an impact on your growth and your success. Um, Last week I shared my Thriving Artist Manifesto, or last episode I shared my uh, Thriving Artist Manifesto, that's a project or a manifesto I've been working on for the past couple of years. And I share that with you and we discuss the topic of mindset. Um, So if you haven't download this manifesto yet, you can still do it. You can go to martinaflor.com slash manifesto. You can download the ebook together with a poster and a set of social media assets that are really fun. Um, but essentially, this, this manifesto is a set of 12 proclamations that define the path and commitments that artists make today to thrive with their art and they reveal against the status quo or the old narratives that dictated what um, what an artist could and could not achieve, right? So um, last week, on last week's episode, uh, because I was releasing this um, this project or this ebook, um, I also touch on the topic of mindset and together with a set of other um, tactics to work on your mindset and um, together with discussing why a positive mindset or a thriving mindset is important, um, we touch on the topic of community and how the people you surround yourself with have a strong impact on the way you perceive yourself, on the way, on how you shape your beliefs and your thoughts around what you could achieve as an artist or what you could do uh, with your art, right? And we also spoke about, um, you know, how these messages that we get from people around us uh, for so many, or that we as artists have gotten from people around us, family, friends, media, teachers, um, these messages have shaped our beliefs around what we can achieve with our art, right? So the idea of the manifesto was to rewrite this story, rewrite this narrative and uh, write a narrative that is more aligned with how the world world works today. And uh, with a world where artists, if they have the right mindset, if they focus on possibilities, they have 
all the chances to succeed with the art, their art. Uh, they have all the possibilities to create and shape their own businesses. There's never been a better moment to be an artist. And the Thriving Artist Manifesto is a little bit the, the condensation of those ideas, right? So I'm before I get into the topic of community uh, today, I want to invite you again to download the manifesto on martinaflor.com slash manifesto. If you loved it, share it with other friends, artist friends, uh, and invite them to join this new uh, wave of artists that are um, focused, laser focused on their success and creating their the lives they want. Um, so let's move on to why community is important. And I want to start with Jim Brown. You may know him already. He's a businessman and motivator. And he once said that you are the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. I repeat this. You are the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. And this is a very, very known quote. Um, and it's something that actually makes a lot of sense. So those people, those people that you're, you spend the most time with, are the people who influences you the most. And it happens often, you know, like when you, um, or very often you, you, you know, the, the, the friends, the people you, you hang out with more often, you start looking alike, you start uh, dressing or wearing the same uh, similar clothes, you start um, kind of thinking the same way that, that they do, right? You start, um, you become similar to them, right? And this is why this is such a, for me, it was such a change, mind-changing um, um, realization to realize, okay, wait, the, the people I'm actually hanging out with can have an impact on the way I think and the, the beliefs I have, right? So uh, at some point in my life, I started really paying attention on what what was the people I was hanging out with? And, you know, what was I getting from them, right? Uh, because, um, or no, this sounds a little bit like, um, like I was trying to get something out of them, but what, what was the vibe that I was getting from them? And what, what were they, um, you know, what, if, whether they were adding something to my life or not, right? So. So what I can say is that, or my own experience with community was that when I moved to Berlin, I one of the first things I did was to join a community of type designers. So when I moved to Berlin, if you don't know my story, when I moved, I moved to Berlin to start uh, my or essentially to start working as a lettering artist. I wanted to work as a lettering artist and I, I thought that Berlin would give me a good container for that new stage in my life, right? So when I moved to Berlin, I found a community of letter designers. Uh, you know, Berlin is known or is one of, one of the cities with the most um, dense community of type designers. There's like in the city, there's around 50 type foundries or something like this, or 50 type designers living in the city, which is a lot being such a small niche. Um, it's a lot. And I moved here to, um, 
when I moved here, I joined the, the meetups of this community. And I have to say that I didn't do it um, I didn't, I didn't do it consciously at that time. It wasn't, it wasn't really a conscious decision um, to, to join a community with a certain purpose. I thought, well, I have no friends, so this is, you know, this is the people, you know, I don't know anyone in the city. I was new to the city. I have no friends here. So um, this was a way of finding a connection point with some, with some people, right? So I thought, okay, they like typography like I do. I will join this community, right? So, and you know, looking back now, I feel that joining that community had a, such a strong impact on my achievements as a Latin artist because, you know, I was joining a room full of people that were making a living with letter design. And that was already a great model for me. I thought if they can do it, I can do it as well. And they're doing it already. So why not me? right and joining that community really gave me a sense of like i can totally get this done it was also very useful in terms of understanding where i stood with my work because they noticed me they acknowledged me they they pointed out at the the particularities about my work right and and then i started noticing hey you know there's something unique about my work and this really gave me a sense of purpose, a motivation, and the fact that they were also doing great work sort of kept me accountable for striving for um, for doing great work as well myself, right? So joining a community for me was really important, and it has also proven to be important for other artists that I have. Um, interviewed in this podcast, right? So many of them um, reported that they threw themselves into the creme de la creme in their discipline. So for instance, Alex Rochut, he relocated to New York from Barcelona. He's originally from Barcelona and he relocated to New York because he thought that he would find a community of um, thriving uh, thriving artists. He is uh, is a lettering artist, but also he's, a, he's an, a digital artist beyond typography even. Um, so he, he moved to New York to throw himself into this market, but also this community, right? Um, Sebastian Curi also moved to LA from Buenos Aires. Um, he was also on the podcast. Malika Favre moved from Paris to London. Um, and now relocated to Barcelona. And that's a, also a very, very interesting, um, it was a very interesting conversation, the one that I had with Malika Favre um, around relocating cities because the, the reasons what, why she relocated cities from Paris to London were different from the ones um, that drove the decision of moving from London to uh, Barcelona. So for instance, in the beginning of her career, she decided to move to London because she thought this was la creme de la creme, uh, or this was the thriving community of artists she wanted to join. Uh, and, you know, in fact she did, and it was a very, putting herself in that community uh, was a, a, a determining factor um, in her success, she believes. Uh, she, she said something like, 
London shaped me. The culture, the work culture, and the, the people and the artists there shaped me. But at some point she said, I, I no longer needed that. I no longer needed that, that container. Um, and she moved to Barcelona because she was now at the face of her career and her life where she wanted to relax more and enjoy more, right? So she moved to a community that will enable that, that will motivate her to, you know, take more free time and uh, take, um, yeah, enjoy more of her life and work. And and it makes a lot of sense how, you know, the, the people that surrounds you uh, really um, sort of shape what you do and how you do it. Uh, so that has proven to be really, um, really a determining factor in my own life, as I said before, when I moved to Berlin, but also in, um, in what many of the guests have said uh, in the podcast uh, on previous episodes. And I always ask them why no, I, this is because I also relocated cities uh, in my life and I know what it takes and I know what it involves. I always ask them, why would you, you know, I always want to dig deeper into the question of like, why would you decide to move to a place? Um, knowing all of the things that it involves, all of the sacrifices and all of the challenges that are involved in moving countries, um, in just changing your location, in just leaving your family, friends, and just moving to another country. I always have, I'm very curious to know what was the driving factor behind that decision, right? And I think most of them um, reported that, you know, community or inserting or throwing themselves into a community that was um, something they want to model um, was uh, was the driving uh, factor for that decision, right? So this doesn't mean this. I, I want to say I want to uh, um, clarify here that this does, this doesn't mean that you need to relocate to have any success as an artist. I have also had um, um, other artists on the podcast that didn't relocate themselves and didn't, uh, and they have a thriving business or art-based business in their, in the city they were born uh, or within the country they, they grew up, right? So relocating cities is not a determining factor in someone's success and location is not a determining factor in someone's success. Um, However, the people you surround with, um, you surround yourself with, definitely have an impact on um, on what you do. And for instance, I'm thinking now on uh, I'm thinking now about um, uh, Eric Marinovich. He was uh, he's a lettering artist and type designer. He lives in um, San Francisco believe he wasn't born in San Francisco. I don't remember now exactly, but he still lives in the US. And he still, during that podcast episode, he spoke about community and how community was really important for him 
to um, to kick off his career, right? And how by him starting a group or getting together with a group of friends that were um, type freaks and they were really in love with typography and lettering, they started a project, they motivated each other, and that project really kick-started his career. And this is just I'm mentioning this just an example of someone that has not relocated cities but has found a, um, a community of friends because he really had a group of five friends that started a project together. Friends of Type is called that project and that project, um, that side project really kicked off his career and the career of his friends in the life, in the uh, uh, in the area of lettering and type design. So community can take many shapes. Not only, um, it doesn't necessarily require you to move countries and relocate cities, but it does make, uh, or let's say the people you're surrounding yourself with does have an impact on the things you do, the way you think about yourself, the, 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 the things you strive for, right? So speaking about the people you surround yourself with. I would like to speak about the concept of like-minded people. We often say like, you know, look for like-minded people or surround yourself with like-minded people. But the fact is that, or I always um, reveal uh, myself um, against the concept of like-minded people because I think that the people that thinks like you confirms the things that you have been saying yourself and thus they don't challenge your beliefs and the things that um, that you think or the things that you operate through uh, so I always prefer to speak about open-minded people open-minded people are people that perhaps have come from different backgrounds, they have different experiences, and they can show you different possibilities that they don't think exactly the way you think because otherwise you would never change your mind, you would never uh, open your mind to different possibilities. So I think that getting um, surround you, surrounding yourself with open-minded people, um, you create that effect of like, hey, I think this because I have gone through these experiences, but hey, look at that person. Uh, they come from a different background, they have had different experiences, and they have had those results. So, you know, there's not just one formula to do something. And, um, and I think this is a very, um, a much better mindset in terms of looking for a community to surround yourself with. Look for uh, open-minded people instead of, um, like-minded people. And I see this happening in my programs and I actually promote this in my programs. I love that within my academy, um, the the programs are very international. Uh, not only the lettering seminar, which is my, um, my signature program in lettering or in hand lettering, uh, but also in my group coaching program, uh, Live Now, we have students and members from really all over the world, um, like a very international roster of artists who join these programs. And this really makes a difference on how participants challenge 
their beliefs and also the yes and how they open themselves to new cultures to new ways of uh, of seeing things right um, and I feel that this is really an asset the fact that the community is uh, so international and so varied um, it really brings on the table a lot of value right um, now for instance last year on our group coaching program uh, LibNow we had members from the US from Canada from Mexico from uh, Colombia from Germany uh, from Australia uh, I don't want to forget anyone from the UK um, from Argentina from Brazil we had so many different perspectives every time we had a coaching call we had so many different perspectives um, on a on a certain topic and that was really enriching for the conversations for the things we work through and because they were coming from different or they were living in different countries and they were in certain different economies and they had a different upbringing you would think that the members were not compatible or that they will uh, come into fights or um, yeah or that they wouldn't agree with each other but i would say the opposite that because they had such a different set of experiences they were challenging each other um, often and they were kind of challenging the beliefs they had around something that perhaps was built through their experiences in their own culture or in their own country and um and because other members had other experiences in their own country, they were challenging each other in terms of what they could achieve or, or assumptions they had done in the past. So the fact that they were, uh, that it was a very international group was really, um, was enriching the program. And overall, it continues to enrich our programs. Furthermore, they have created such a strong bound uh, so many of the members continue being best buddies and having accountability calls uh, organized by themselves. They continue meeting on Zoom calls to check on each other and see how they are going. Despite they have time difference, despite they live in a different time zone, but they find ways of coming together. And that this has really been a a very important factor for their success right so i want to tell you also that our group coaching program that i've been speaking about um throughout the podcast live now is opening registrations at the end of the month of june uh, so by the time this podcast is being launched i uh, i will be opening registrations for the next group at the end of june um and we would be taking like every year. We would be we would be taking a limited uh, number of members um, into the program. If you are interested in joining us in this edition, you should jump in the waiting list because we give priority access to those that are on the waiting list. We have already many members or many people or aspiring members on the waiting list. So if you are interested in um, starting your uh, business or your um, art practice this year 
and if you need support along the way or if you're already freelancing and you want to uh, get better results and grow your business i would uh, definitely recommend to join the waiting list and to join us on this year's group coaching program leave now so what we do the, there is that we go through uh, we work together for four months with um, with trainings, with accountability calls, with coaching calls, uh, with a community, a private community platform. And I would say that our community is a, a strong asset and a, and a strong tool for our uh, for the success of our members. And this is why I'm creating actually this podcast around community because. I am, I keep being surprised of how community has an impact of the success of our students on this program, specifically the Live Now program. It has been amazing how the community, or this is what the students have reported, again, not students, but members, but this is what the members have reported that the community is, um, is priceless and they have not only um, created a network of artists that support them but also they have made friends and people that keeps them accountable in their journey so again if you want to join this year's uh, program ch- jump on the waiting list on make the leap now.com uh, there's a sign up form and I will send you um, notifications when registrations are open Let's move on to how to start making your first steps towards building a community that helps you grow as an artist. Number one, make an audit. Um, See who you're surrounding yourself with, what they are saying to you, and if this is useful in terms of your goals. Number two, notice who is the people you want to keep. Kind of identify the people that are really the people you want to have around, the people that are, you know, possibility driven, that are a positive influence, that um, that are really bringing in something or bringing something into your life, right? And a little caveat here, this is a very personal decision and I know it's not an easy one to make because, you know, you may have family members that are involved or that you notice that Hey, maybe they're not such a good influence or they're not really helping me on my journey. And at least it is important that you understand or you can see what's happening and kind of putting a label on it and understand or not let those messages worn out your confidence, right? So as long as you can identify it, you don't need to take them out of your life, but at least identifying that this is happening, uh, it's already a lot, right? Number three, look for a community of diverse, forward-looking people. And this is not a community with people that are on your same journey, right? So when I speak about community of open-minded people. I speak about people that is like not any community of like, I don't know, just people that gets together on your neighborhood or whatever, which you can join as well. But in terms of, you know, pushing your career forward, um, join people that are on your same journey, right? People that are, uh, if you're starting your business, 
join a community of people that are starting their business or are working on their business, right? So, so you need to find a community that are, you know, they are speaking about the same topic or they are focused on the same topic, right? Now, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Um, that means that you will have to make an investment, you know, just because you join a Facebook group and you get the notifications, doesn't mean that you will get, you know, this will have an impact in your life, right? So the idea is that you get involved in this community, that you invest time, um, that you are invested in that community. And I see that happening uh, with, my, with the members of my coaching program, that because they join the program, they are invested in it. You know, they make it a time, but also a money investment. And therefore, they this, this acts as, as an accountability tool, right? So I made this step of investing in this program, of investing my time. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna be invested in this community in making this happen, right? So look for a community of open-minded people, but also invest yourself in it. So just by joining that community, you won't see many results, but you need to be active and be there, right? So again, how to start making your first steps towards building a community of open-minded people around you? Number one, make an audit. See what is the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Um, second, Notice what it filter out the people that you don't want to be around. Um, and yeah, and kind of put tax on the people that you notice that are not being a really positive influence in whatever goal you want to achieve, right? So, and number three, look for a community of open minded people and invest yourself in it. The more you give in, the more you get out. So, I hope this podcast around community was useful for you, that you have noticed um, how surrounding yourself with the right people can have an impact on your success and achieving your goals. And I hope these tactics help you find or give you some hints on how to find or where to find um, open-minded people that can support you throughout your journey. Thank you so much for listening again and see you on the next episode of Open Studio. Bye-bye. So this is it. I hope you loved this episode. You can find me, the host of the show, on social networks at Martina Flor on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have a question or comments, go to martinaflor.com slash podcast, where you can see previous episodes, find show notes, and send voice memos with your comments and questions. You can also watch these episodes on YouTube. Just go to martinaflor.com slash YouTube to find them. You can, of course, listen to all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. If you loved this episode, subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave us a review, it will help others find us. Thank you all for listening and see you in the next episode of Martina Flores Open Studio. Bye-bye.